Hi, everybody, and welcome to season two, episode two of the Authentic Jess podcast. This is a super important episode for me today because today I get to share with you and introduce you to my bestie, Steph. So Steph is here with me. Say hi, Steph. Hello, everyone. Now, if you are listening on Spotify or Buzzsprout or Apple, whatever, iTunes, I guess that Apple podcast something, you can't see that Stephanie just got back from the hairdresser and her hair is looking quite fabulous. Nobody can see this? Well, I'm going to put it on YouTube also. So oh. people that are watching on YouTube can see it. So give a little like a turn little, head step. There's a little zhuzh, a little props. A little zhuzh. My, little props to my, my friend Robert. We'll talk about him another time. We, love, we can even bring him on here. Good hair is important. Listen, if we're going to talk about the importance of friendship and health and happiness, hair is all a part of that conversation. Just saying. Hair is very much a part of that conversation. One might say we actually pick our activities based on our hair, wouldn't you, Steph? I would say so. Are your happiest seasons good hair seasons? My happiest season is good hair season, for sure. What's your best hair season? Right now, the fall and the winter. You had any mother who, you know, sat you on their kitchen table and tried to make you look exactly how they wanted you to look, that, sh that shit stays with you. <laughs> so. None of us have mom issues. No. None no. of us. Not, not me. <laughs> She's perfect. Well, your hair looks fantastic, my queen. Thank you. And my mom, and your maybe, maybe my mom would agree today. So, Steph, you're on here today because I've quoted you in in many blogs and many podcasts and everybody has yet to meet you. And I kind of think it's time they do. I agree. So well, we start every day. Yes. We training start every day together. We check in on each other multiple times a day. We make decisions. We don't make decisions until we speak to each other. This sounds sick. We're going to have therapists writing in with, you know, we'd like to offer you some assistance. Mm. Absolutely. The story of how we actually met is I have taught, kind of underground fitness classes for like close to 10 years, I want to say. I think definitely the universe made you walk into that class. So what was your thought when you first walked in? I've had so many fears my whole life about gym culture or group fitness it scared me. Groups of women in particular scared me. And knowing that this was an all-women mm. fitness class, already I was walking into what I knew was not my my comfort zone. So what, so when you ask what I felt when I walked in was, first of all, I was struck by your muscles, right? So I have been skinny my whole life. I was too skinny. I didn't like it. I was skinny. I didn't have a muscle on my bone. I, I just I didn't, wasn't happy in my body. And so when I saw you and your muscles, I thought, damn, like, that's something you don't see all the time. And that's what I want. I want muscles and I and your confidence and the way you commanded everyone in the room and made them all feel welcome. And the fact that they were all chatting with each other in such a like familiar way with no level of competition among them and the way you fostered that comfort and that relationship, it immediately struck me as something that I wanted to be a part of. You mentioned people would probably curse at you for saying you're too skinny, but all body types, all, we all walk around with baggage associated with our body types. And we touched on mothers 
and the, the impact our mothers have on us and our perception of ourselves and our body types and how we see ourselves, the lenses that we wear, I, it's really important that we foster that and bring that out in each other. We can't do it on our own. I have a different type of a body. I have a different type of a look. I need my whole community of people who are working through the same issues with self-acceptance and body image and trying to find their own strength as I am. And I want to create that for other people, knowing that it's something that I have struggled with. I have a big booty. And I have had a lot of shame about my big booty my whole life because my family teased me, my mother teased me, people teased me about having a big booty. This was pre-J-Lo. Now I'm in vogue, right? So, you know, this shit can start at a really young age. Between us, we have four kids. And one day we went for a walk and I don't remember how. I think, I think our first walk, we were still kind of like, you know, feeling each other out. And then second walk, I think by the second walk, you were ugly crying about your two. And then soon after I started with my two and in our friendship collectively, we kind of co-parent these four kids and, and we kind of support each other in our journeys of mothering and how it can be a roller coaster. Kids are hard. And we have been blessed with kids who challenge us to grow as people. You know, we've talked about our mother issues. We are mothers. We are trying to break generational stuff and change things for our kids so that they can flourish in their own little ways with the challenges that they've been blessed with. And I say blessed with because the more challenges we walk through, the more we evolve as people. You know, a smooth road doesn't doesn't wear anybody in. So in our relationship, it, it kind of skyrocketed because of the challenges that we both face, right? As mothers, our, our path, keeping our shit together and raising these kids with as much love and compassion as we can while trying desperately not to shake the hell out of them. Right. I, I don't have bad days, I would say, anymore. Right. But the morning can be very different from the afternoon, from the night with kids. Yeah, but I, th but I think that's something we've learned, right? So I believe at the beginning of our relationship, when we would go on those walks or we would talk about our struggles with our children, we would define it as this is a really bad day or we're in, the, we're in the thick of it right now. And if that was five years ago, maybe, I say I would think that today we look at it much differently. Like each part of the day could be, like you said, it could be in five minutes, something can change. So we really are more present. I think we've adapted our mothering to accept that we have to just kind of, oh, and this is probably one of the, the biggest things you've taught me in, since we've been friends. And I love the word you use it all the time is how to pivot. and. I know for a lot of people, it's how to pivot, you know, or I used to hear you talk about pivoting in regards to like your exercise or your food, but you and I went way deeper than that from the beginning to figure out how do we pivot our parenting from moment to moment and kid to kid. I don't think with all the pivoting that you're talking about, like you can't fucking do it alone. I fucking needed you. I think we showed up at a time. And I don't think women, or maybe people, I don't know, maybe people don't admit how much we actually need each other sometimes. I could not fucking do, I would not be here on my two feet without you. I would still be married. I would still be sad. I would still be depressed unless I had somebody to just hold my hand 
so that it didn't sink in the quicksand for a few years yeah. because it, it was a lot. I, I had a tsunami knocking me down. This is why you need social health. You talked about walking into a group fitness class and being concerned about groups of women. Right. That's probably really common. At this stage of my life, I think women are amazing. I clap them up all the time. I'm surrounded by powerful, strong, beautiful women who do nothing but boost each other up. And I'm really blessed for that. Yeah. My friends at the gym, you, my friends in fight, like I'm just surrounded by good, yeah. but good because we put that out there. Like that's what you give. So that's what you get. But I, I thought it's important to highlight this friendship because this is something that everybody should be focusing on. We focus a lot on our appearance. Many people do. I definitely do focus a lot on our appearance. Alongside of that, we got to focus on the quality of the people in our space. And specifically, I think friendships that you can lean on because you need it. You need it. You know, my head spins yeah. all the fucking time. Who's pulling you out of it? Significant others have their time and place, but it's not the same as a as a true blue friend, in my opinion. Right. Because you, you can't. Yeah, you can't share all your insanity with them. You don't want them to know. You've seen that episode of Sex in the City where they all have their stuff. I mean, that's why that show is fucking popular, right? It's about female friendships sharing the insanity and showing their their authentic, unadulterated selves. What if our mothers had what we have? Mm -hmm. What if they had people to grow alongside of? What impact would that have had on our lives? My mother had or has, and she calls them the rat pack. But she's had this same group of female friends since high school, right? And maybe because of her generation and the stress was always on the significant other. Like you were just a, an extension of your husband, right? And so like mm -hmm. these women, some of them to this day didn't even drive a car. So their husbands drove wherever they went. And so now you fast forward all these years, they're still friends. Their husbands, many of their husbands have passed on. So they're now like the widow's club. And some of them have to go pick up the other because they've never driven a car. They are now, you know, now that their husbands are gone, now they're leaning on each other in a way that they may never have done years ago. This is part of, this is the biggest part of health. Right. Honestly, this is the part that gets you up, that gets you moving, that inspires you. We, we talk about we lack motivation sometimes, right? But that might be because we're stuck in a monotonous rut of the shit that we have to do. Work, clean, cook, kids, bills. Like you get stuck in this stuff and your life stops inspiring you. So you have to add shit into your life that inspires you. Good ingredients in the pot with a good fucking recipe and, and shit that you really want to do. We try to throw shit on the calendar. We try to do things that are a little bit different. Right. We did a yoga retreat to Kripalu. Yes. We did. I think my favorite of our trips, though, was when we, we went to the culinary academy. Yes, the culinary class. Yeah. We did an Italian, regional Italian cooking boot camp. Yes. That was really fun. That was so fun. And so outside of, like you said, your day-to-day -day responsibilities that every single woman listening to this has. So, mm -hmm. you know, very easy to get caught up in that and do nothing else. But what you and I have done, which is my favorite part of our friendship, is like you said, we we put something on the calendar. Well, 
almost at least every month, if not more than one thing a month, so that we can just step outside of the laundry and the dishes and the parenting and just Mm -hmm. be who we are and find joy in, in each other and in the experience, whatever new experience we come up with. And it's amazing. Because all that stuff's still waiting when we get back, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> dude, right? Let's tell the people that, okay, so last weekend we went to Pink. We went to a Pink concert, which was bucket list. We stayed over at a hotel and the next day was incredible. We went shopping. We went to see the 9-11 memorial. And then we went to One World Trade and had something to eat overlooking the whole city. Mine was blown. The weekend was magnificent. And then we got home. And texted each other like 45 minutes later. I hadn't taken my shoes off. I had already done two litter boxes. The dishes were going. I was unloading the clean dishes, putting the dishes on the dish rack away and filling up the dishes that were in the sink, changing over the laundry, and then picking up fucking fruit snack and cheese stick wrappers all over the goddamn place. Yes. Welcome home. Yes. Welcome fucking home. Yes. I wanted to get right back in the car. I know. But we did it. It, and, and it kind of like gives you the bandwidth to carry on another day because then, you know, and then you put something on the calendar again so you can look forward to that so that you can get through all the other stuff that not that it's all terrible stuff. It's, it's something that can be very therapeutic, rewarding and satisfying in the moment. But I think we could all take a break sometimes from the norm and do something outside the box. And as long as you have someone else to do it with, I wouldn't go to a concert for years because I was afraid of crowds and didn't feel comfortable that in that setting. But with you, I can, I'll do anything because I know you're there. I'll probably jump on a stage. Yeah, you got my and back. I've done it. Yeah, I've done it. They get, they, they are. I'll jump really, right on the um, stage. This book I wanted to share about because I just read this the second time. This is The Eight Rules of Love by Jay Shetty. So it says how to find it, how to keep it, and how to let it go. The first time I read this, it was because my marriage was ending and I wanted to know how to let it go. But in the reading of it, I discovered that friendships can check all the boxes. You have to feed those just like any others. Friendships are important. One of the most important things that Jay Shetty always talks about is doing service for others and trying to give back to to feed the world around you so that what you're doing currently can flourish. And I wanted to share one story about you that I loved when we went to Kripalu before we left. And that's where you did your yoga teacher training. You left a note for the people washing dishes on the on the conveyor belt of the dishes to just thank them for washing your dishes. And that was such an act of love and kindness and gratitude that most people probably walk right by the people washing dishes. And you don't. So, you know, I wanted to close with what have we learned from each other? And I want to say that that, well, you give me my favorite quote, which is no mud, no lotus, right? So that gives me hope anytime my life feels really muddy and messy and scary and raw and I can't breathe. I know no mud, no lotus. So there's a flower coming and lotus signifies change. I've always loved lotus. But I learned from you in that moment is just this authentic, beautiful gratitude, generosity of spirit, love and kindness um, that just inspires me to do more and keep walking. So thank you for that, my queen. Well, thank you. I mean, I couldn't 
I don't know that I could pick one thing uh, and about you or what you've taught me because you've taught me so just, you know, you've taught me to try to love myself a little bit more than I normally do. Then I, I'm, I'm comfortable doing. <laughs> so thank you for that. Perfect. Thank you. So I guess I, I wanted to try to close each episode in this season with like a little challenge for everybody watching. And then the last episode, I wanted to challenge everybody with like paying random compliments. In this episode, I well, having a female friendship reminded me of, do you remember when we went to, it's going to be a long episode, but fuck it. We went to Miss Fairfax and it, I was like a toe into my separation. It was me, you, Christy, and Heather. Yeah. And I saw Libby and Jackie across the restaurant yeah. and I dared myself to go introduce myself because I was afraid of women a little bit at yeah. the time. And I was like, oh, these chicks look cool. I'm going to go meet them. And I dared myself to introduce myself mm. to women, take a risk. Do you think that would be a good challenge? Or uh, is it, do you think there's another one? Well, I mean, that's a fantastic challenge. I was thinking of putting, telling women to put something on the calendar with a friend, but. Okay. Either one of those? Either one of those. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Either one of those would, I think would just add so much joy and so much sisterhood into their lives, which is what we're here to do, right? Absolutely. So guys, I want to just say again, I've slotted 12 episodes for this season. Steph is in most of them. So you've met her now. She's going to be here with me quite a bit. So thank you, Steph, for we broke the seal today. We would love to hear from you. If you do take either one of our challenges or both of our challenges, you can email me, email her, let us know your experience. And I'll include that in the show notes. Is If there's anything that you've had an experience or you have a friendship that you'd like to share about, a story with another female that you'd like to share about, we'd love to hear from you. Write that in. I, again, I'm going to include the email. And just go and don't be so afraid of other women because the more you put out there of kindness of spirit, of genuine sisterhood, it's going to come right back to you. So thank you everybody for listening. And I'm sorry that this episode was a bit longer, but there's really no way to keep my story with Steph Short. There's just no way. Fair? Fair. All right. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Jess.